Steve Lanham. May contain spoilers. May contain spoilers. It's a historic week for May Contain Spoilers as we celebrate our 100th episode. We strip out all of our dialogue and neon light our thoughts on Only God Forgives. We'll also sink our claws into the Wolverine and add it to the Justice League table of superhero films. JP tells us if the heat is hot or cold. And we'll fill it the best parts of Blackfish. Send us your reviews of anything you've seen this week by tweeting at Filmspoilers or email Spoilers at hot1028.com. Listening to May Contain Spoilers on Hot Radio. My name's Steve Lanham. I'm Drew Bridger. And I'm JP Stockwell. And it's a very special show because this marks the 100th episode of our lovely uh, film show. And uh, this is about the time that we'd probably get a telegram from uh, Dame Helen Mirren. I yeah, think, I think so. Yeah. It should be. Birthday. I mean, we're waiting. We're waiting for it. I was going to bring in like little party blowers, but I didn't know if they'd translate well onto the mics. Glad cause... you didn't. Yep, because that would be awkward. But yes, what we did bring with you was reviews of uh, Only God Forgives, The Wolverine, The Heat and Blackfish. So all of that coming up in the next 50 minutes. And cake. And yeah, there was cake as well. Uh, we will also take a look at the Justice League table because the Wolverine needs to be added to it. So it that's does. the league table of superhero films that we have. Heroes for good films, villains for bad. We need to find a place for the Wolverine. And you can see a picture of that on our Facebook page. May Contain Spoilers is a place to go for that one. But let's get down to our first review of the week. Before I do that, I should say, if you've seen any of these films, Only God Forgives, The Wolverine, The Heat, Blackfish, let us know what you thought of them. It's the 100th episode, now's the perfect time to tell us. Yeah. All you need to do is tweet at Film Spoilers, and uh, we'll pick it up on the screens in here and give it a readout. Or you can email spoilers at hot1028.com if you've got something that takes more than 150 characters to say. It's a perfect jumping on point. Isn't it, is. it really? Because I mean, next week it will it'll effectively be number one again in in a new lot. It's, this is like May Contain Spoilers Volume Two. You're suggesting it now as if we kind of reset. Wow, well, I mean, it's like it's a perfect jumping on point for any any person that is like, oh, don't don't be intimidated by the amount of episodes we have. We're still friendly. Mm. Welcome to the 100 Club. Yes. That's what we would call it. So, anyway, the first review of the night is Only God Forgives, which is the return of Nicholas Windham Refn and also Ryan Gosling of Drive fame, and they're back together. And the story of this is Julian, a drug smuggler thriving in Bangkok's criminal underworld, sees his life get even more complicated when his mother compels him to find and kill whoever is responsible for his brother's recent death. Did you miss me? I missed you so much. Did you get the guy that did it? How did you kill him? I let him go. Get the door. Are you out of your mind? It's a little more complicated than that, Mother. Now sit. I know it's hard for you, emotionally. You've lost your brother. Now get up and kiss your mother. So Only God Forgives stars Ryan Gosling, Kristen Scott Thomas and Vitaya Panserangam. 
Something so, like that. So, yeah, that was sounds a about guess. Sa- sounds legit. I think he nailed that. That was pretty close, and also Tom Burke as well. And uh, as I say, it's the return of Nicholas Windham Refn and uh, Ryan Gosling together. So there was quite a lot of excitement about this because Drive was such a huge success. Everyone seemed to be kind of agreed that it was great, and people were very excited about the look of Only God Forgives. I have to say that uh, I heard because it, it kind of previewed at Cannes some very mixed reviews and some people I know who saw it before me seem to really hate the film so I had my level of expectation brought down but yeah it's not drive I'll put that out there straight away there's some major problems with the film but I did enjoy it what did you think? I absolutely loved it I I had a feeling you would I don't know what it was that made me think this but I had a feeling you would and I'm just going to interject quickly it's because someone the other day pointed out to me that it's not like a Nicholas Winding Refn film at all, but in fact it's more like a David Lynch movie. I don't know uh, if I agree with that. Yeah, I wouldn't but totally agree with that. I think it, it, to the people that watch Drive, yeah, it might not be a Nicholas Winding Refn film, but I mean, Drive is probably his most... Un-Nicholas Winding Refn Yeah, film. I mean, it's still... There's still him definitely in it, but yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at any of his previous movies, there is a lot of... Uh, similarity in terms of like tone and visual style and, and things well, like let's, that. And, let's uh, talk about the visual style yeah. and what of Nicholas Wyndham Refn is in the film because probably the most obvious thing about uh, the two films, Drive and Only God Forgives, is that Nicholas Wyndham Refn neon look. So you get a lot in this film of, uh, I think it's Thailand it's set in, isn't it? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, so, Thailand boxing, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of Thai boxing, you get a lot of uh, sort of neon lit corridors very dark just kind of lit by whatever's in the scene and uh, you also get the sort of very thought about production designed uh, shots where everything looks kind of perfect and beautiful so in that respect you kind of do get what you expect but maybe apart from that and the music and the fact that Ryan Gosling's in it the music done by Cliff Martinez it is different from Drive and I kind of agree with you that it's not it's actually, it really still is a Nicholas Windham reference film. It's just, I think you're kind of looking for the, the driver character, or people are, in the wrong person. So yeah. really, the character that Ryan Gosling played in Drive, the driver, is actually in this film, played by Vitaya Pansingram, or whatever I said his name was. Yeah. Uh, the character called Chang, who plays the, the police officer who's kind of hunting down Ryan Gosling's yeah, he's, character. Yeah, he's sort of... He's sort of- a police officer with like but like a really kind of corrupt one because he's he's kind, kind of, of a going around yeah, he, yeah that's, that's what he is he's, he's kind of going around taking names and kicking bum yeah he yeah, is someone slicing. who, who <laughs> yes, dish, yeah. dishing out vengeance essentially that's what he does and that's what the driver does in drive he's someone who when he sees something wrong he kind of does something about it himself that's what the character of Chang does in this and really Ryan Gosling is sort of the the person who is the the problem, but who has a sort of a, he's, he's, he's a bad guy, but he he has a, a lighter side to he, him as well. He's, he's almost the the lesser of the three main characters, which would include him and the cop and Kristen Scott Thomas. And I think that the the reason people are maybe expecting going into this, you know, expecting another drive or something, is because maybe they they are still reminded of of the of the driver character because Ryan Gosling still does play the kind of cold silent type and you know everything is just done by his facial 
movements or in a way non-movements but in a good way I think because Ryan Gosling seems to have this kind of profound effect where just his one face seems to be able to or his one expression seems to be able to convey just like any emotion so he could do the same face and you would think that he's being angry or he's being kind of sad and there's sorrow there and and, and all this kind of stuff and I kind of agree but uh, (laughs) I just felt that at times I had no kind of handle on what anyone's motivation was or anything about their character other than he's angry he's he's happy he's sad basic emotions that you get from his his facial expressions I wanted to find out more about what was going on and it almost came as a relief when characters were talking to each other because I thought okay now I can understand what's going on now I know what people's motivations for things are and I think that's a big problem for some people especially if if you're not expecting that from this film if you you were thinking it's going to be more sort of straight down the line genre film but I thought that as as good as Ryan Gosling is at stripping all the, the, the kind of dialogue out and being mean moody and brooding and and being able to convey that sort of stuff I just wanted to know a little bit more about why he was doing stuff I think the whole thing is that it's kind of meant to be symbolic about family and duty and everything like that everyone uh, I think all of the characters in this film feel duty bound somehow to a specific action or another character in this film so Chang is very duty bound to his job to the extent that he kind of takes it into his own hands and and sort of becomes judge jury and executioner and Julian Ryan Gosling's character is very duty bound to his mum, who is uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, who is slightly terrifying as uh, yeah. As and his she mother. she says the bad words. She in says this a lot film. of bad words. I was quite shocked. Mm. Drop, you, drop in the big sea. She dropped a few dangerous. She dropped yeah, dangerous words. <laughs> yes. But you mentioned symbolism there, and uh, that was another thing about the fil- the film. Only God forgives that I wanted to bring up was that the symbolism seems to be pretty heavy-handed. Yeah. Literally. Literally, because it's all about his hands, hands yes. isn't it? Yeah. The two things which it goes to great lengths to kind of display is the fact it's about hands yes. and statues, to the extent that you get people stood very still. And, and statues with hands. And statues with hands at, yeah. at, at times to make it doubly clear. So it's an idea almost of having blood on your hands, I think, and what people can do at, at each other's hands and that sort of thing. Yeah. So you literally get Ryan Gosling making fists, holding his hands out... And, and then his arms stretch, it, stretching it, stretching his fingers out, yeah. and everything like that. It's like, and the statues, that's how you make a film. Yeah, and there's it's a lot of uh, people stood, of that. stood very still, statuesque with statues in the background. It, it's very heavy-handed, more so than than drive it. Drive it, it is very kind of slow-paced and has this very kind of visual, moody setting to it. And I think, but that's probably one of the the big things that I liked about it, just its kind of style and its it, in portraying those things. And while I can see the the obviousness of that kind of sim- symbolism, I just I I kind of appreciate th- those kind of things being done visually rather than you know, spoken and kind of over-explained or, you know, and I mean, I can appreciate if they were just maybe a little bit more explained, but I, I do appreciate just the, the visual of um, of just conveying those ideas. So I, I don't necessarily agree with this, but I've heard it kind of put out there. Right. So I'm going to ask you this, JP, as someone who really likes the film, could you not, oh, I'm going to say, is, is it just not slightly pretentious, the film? I, I, I can definitely see that, yeah. It's just, I mean, I 
I didn't get too much a feeling of that whilst I was watching it. But I mean, I I can I can definitely see how you know other you know audience members would see that. I, I just I think I'm. I mean, I've seen all of Nicholas Winning Refn's movies, so I'm kind of familiar with his type of movie now. So that's maybe that maybe I'm just kind of. Uh, I, I kind of expect that, or or I'm more comfortable, and I, I I have some kind of foot in the door of knowing his kind of style. So I didn't necessarily think too much about that, but um, I can definitely see that. Yeah, I think that the I, I'm kind of with you that I, I can understand why people think it's pretend. Why only people think only God forgives is pretentious. But for me, the look of it is incredible. I love, I just love his style, and also the mixture of Cliff, Cliff Martinez's music and the the sort of weirdness of it as well. Yeah, it's, it's mean, just the, really, the, it's just interesting. Yeah. If nothing else, you can't really accuse it of, and I, and I know people have accused it of being boring, but I don't think you can because there's so much going on to look at and to kind of take in visually that it, it it's justifies its existence alone from that. The thing is, I've witnessed so many people walk out of this halfway through mm. or even worse stick through right to the end and then come out and complain and they say it's not what i expected it it was it was boring like i can't believe i watched all of that it was absolutely and it's like well why do you think that do you think that because of the marketing for this film what it was built up to be or do you think that because you just really didn't know what to expect from it I, and I, you were hoping for something that it wasn't? I don't think, to be fair, the marketing, <clears throat> although it does say from the director of Drive, it doesn't really make it look like it's no, Drive. No, Not to the same extent that other films have sort of misled people into thinking they were different types of film. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I think I'd rather be surprised by films anyway. I don't want to yeah. go into it knowing precisely what I'm going it's, to get. It's, it's difficult to, you know... Um, kind of criticize uh, audience members for not knowing what it is no. because because that could make you seem a bit pretentious like oh you don't know <laughs> no, you don't you don't know no, no, no. your danish directors and but, all this kind of thing but i mean it's 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 try, interesting to try and find a way of telling people of what they should expect before the movie without spoiling it kind yeah, of thing yeah. and it's it's difficult at the same time there's been this whole press about it being um very very violent and it's brought up this whole sort of debate about whether films are too violent and everything like that i actually felt that this was was violent but only in really short bursts this was no more violent than like a samurai movie would be you know yeah it doesn't it it doesn't revel in the violence although it is quite graphic yeah and you've just reminded me of one of my favorite scenes in only god forgives which is the uh when they're in a kind of karaoke bar and there is some fantastic karaoke singing in the film oh and we will finish with a song taken from it oh brilliant but uh there is a scene where he uh the the main the, the, the police character Chang is interrogating yeah. someone about a hit that was put out on him and uh, he has what is very similar to Rainier Wolfcastle's uh, House in the Simpsons where everything is a sword yes. this guy seems to have <laughs> just a, a karaoke bar full of things at and night. that nearly made me laugh like I was I was told to not take this film too seriously when I went in they say trust me you'll enjoy it more if you don't take it seriously and just and laugh and let yourself laugh and I was like well that was one point where I very nearly did it was just mm. like this guy was pulling blades out of everywhere yeah my advice is if hairpins yeah, yeah. if, yeah. uh, if you work for the criminal underworld 
don't have it so that everything in the place of work for you can, can be, be used turned, against turned, yeah. turned yeah. to a weapon and used against you yeah. that would be my advice but let's give only god forgives scores out of five jp you can go first uh i'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five i think yeah okay. i i just i really love the style and i just i really appreciate that these types of movies just even exist to be honest it's just it's 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 almost rare that you would think that these types of films can still get made and just on that level i i i liked it for that but i mean i i really love the visual style the the music as you said um and just kind of everything about it that this whole mood piece and uh it definitely um fits well within uh nicholas wind in reference filmography so four and a half out of uh, out of five for me okay drew uh, I'm going to go the opposite end of the scale, I'm afraid. I'm going to give it two and a half. Okay. Um, I felt it was great to look at. It was very, very visual. Um, it was very kind of eerie in places. Like, I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen or what was going to happen next, and that was very good. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I watched it from start to finish. It wasn't better than what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't worse than what I thought it was going to be. It just was what it was. And I can appreciate that that's exactly what it is. It's, it's just it, it was made to be exactly what it turned out to be. Um, so, yeah, two and a half stars. It wasn't overly impressive for me, but I enjoyed it while I watched it. Well, I'm going to give it three and a half stars, kind of in between uh, you two. And actually, the more Sitting I think about it... Sitting firmly on the fence there, Steve. <laughs> yeah, the more I think about it, the more I enjoyed, or I remember enjoying bits of it, but at the time, I think I didn't necessarily enjoy it as much as I think now, that looking back, that I did. Actually, when I was physically sat there in, in the cinema, and it's not a long film, but particularly early on, I was really aware of the fact that I wasn't too sure why people were doing things. And as the film came to a conclusion, I got kind of more and more satisfied. And uh, I was willing to say, you know, actually, this is... Uh, this is more along the lines of what I was expecting and it does have some humour in it as well so I reckon that my review could possibly go up on a rewatch but for now it's three and a half stars from me for Only God Forgive so a mixed bag from us three and a half stars from myself two and a half from Drew and four point five from JP yep. if you've seen Only God Forgives tell us what you thought get in touch with the team now tweet us at film spoilers or email us on make and take spoilers at hot1028.com and while you're on Twitter you can take a look at our Justice League table and decide where you want to put the Wolverine if you've seen it because that's still to come later on in the show but for now we're going to talk about Sofa Cinema which is your chance to watch a film over the next six days that we've chosen from Freeview or Free to Air TV JP has selected three for us this week what are they? The first one I've got is uh, kind of a uh, a lesser known but uh, kind of gem within Martin Scorsese's uh, filmography it's The King of Comedy I okay. think maybe maybe now it's kind of risen to a bit of a cult classic, but I think at the time I don't believe it was as successful. Um, but uh, definitely a recommendation, and that's uh, that's on at twenty past midnight. Lovely. <laughs> so set your late night for, for that, that one on uh, Sunday the eleventh on Film Four. The second choice I've gone for a documentary called Side by Side, which I believe you'd seen before. I have Steve, seen, yes. And may have mentioned briefly, which is the new, uh, well, Keanu Reeves produced and doing the interviews, uh, d- 
discussing with many many a film director and producer and cinematographers the benefits and downsides of uh, film versus digital yeah. that's on uh, 10.50 Monday the 12th on Film 4 and uh, to tie in with the news or the the release of the trailer for the Jackass spin-off movie uh, about the bad grandpa uh, Jackass the movie 2 uh, is out on uh the uh, sorry, it's on uh, ten o'clock Wednesday, the fourteenth, on E4. The only problem that I have with the Jackass movies is that I can never remember which one is which. <laughs> that's my like, problem. Like that's as the well. whole thing is it sort of all just blends into one really long extended episode. And, I, th- I think you know, I remember that's, the th- that's fine because they're good yeah. and they're funny and they pass the time. But if you ask me to pick which one was which, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I think I I remember the third one the most just because that was the most recent one that was out, and I remember that I one. I think the I most. saw that one. Oh, okay. Precious in the memory, though. Yeah, precious. Yeah. yeah. So those are JP selections for this week's Sofa Cinema. Coming up in the next part of the show, we're going to review The Wolverine, The Heat, and hopefully Blackfish 2. So all of that still to come on May Contain Spoilers. Remember, you can tell us what your thoughts were on any of those films by tweeting at Film Spoilers or emailing May Contain Spoilers at hot1028.com. <laughs> Spoilers. Hot Radio. Delight and Grooves in the Heart, taken from the soundtrack to the heat. You're listening to May Contain Spoilers. My name's Steve Lanham, and with me are Drew Bridget and JP Stockwell. In the previous part of the show, we reviewed Only God Forgives. And in this part of the show, we will attempt to get through The Wolverine, The Heat and Blackfish, as well as the... Uh, the usual things we fill the show with, like next week's releases, possibly some film news. We will definitely put the Wolverine on our Justice League table. So you've still got time to check out the picture of the current standings on the Justice League table by going to our Facebook page, it may contain spoilers. And I've just put a picture on it on the Twitter feed as well, at Film Spoilers. So it's just a... It is a thing of beauty. It is. It's a league table with heroes on one side, villains on the other. Good films go on the hero side, bad films go on the villains. We attempt to rank them. At the very top is The Dark Knight. At the very bottom is Drew. You're looking at it right now, so you can fill me in on that uh, It's The very, very bottom of the villain side is Catwoman and the Spirit yes. joint joint together side by side so where will the wolverine go well we will start off by reviewing the film and uh both jp andrew have seen it am i correct yep i gave a mini review last week yes so i think essentially drew will kind of elaborate on what you said last week um yeah i mean i what all i was really going to say about it was that it's vastly superior to um x-men origins but then again you could send in a piece of poo on a paper and it would be vastly superior to X-Men Origins Um, I don't think it really stands up against a lot of the other X-Men movies but considering that you're dealing with only one character who is normally part of a team of other characters um, like you can understand how that's not going to be too likely to happen Um, I think it was a good solid movie Um, it, it it was solid from start to finish uh, it righted some of the wrongs that had happened before. Um, was it worthwhile? That, that's what I always that's wonder. The, that's the thing. Like, I think it was worthwhile, but it, it's just that 
nothing for me really stood out as being noticeably great about it. I mean, except for the um, the bullet train sequence. Yeah. JP's nodding in agreement. He knows exactly. Everyone has been saying this yeah. sequence on the bullet train where he's taking out guys on the, on the bullet train is going like... How fast are they going in I Japan? Don't know, like, something like two hundred miles an yeah, hour. I think miles an hour or something ridiculous. I think like the that. official term is very fast. Yeah. Very fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, super just speedy. Confirmation of that. Uh, very fast. From, yeah, yes, very fast. Check checking that uh, <laughs> from trainspeeds.com, very fast. Nice. Yeah, okay, right okay, down, so that's the official official yeah. verdict. Um I liked that it powered down Wolverine a bit in this film. That's that's the main crux of this movie, is that he for, for part of the movie, he loses his healing factor, which is not exactly what makes him Wolverine, but that's part of his mutant abilities. He, he always says in, you know, in the graphic novels, being the Wolverine is being able to take as many hits as possible and keep coming back. He's basically a wrecking ball. Um, I, but I thought, you know, powering him down was a really great step because it, uh, it gave him more to do than just sort of scowl and fight oncoming cameos Gives from other threat, characters. Some threat to the character. Yeah, it as made well. him vulnerable. It made him a bit more dynamic as a character. Made the whole film after that a little bit more dynamic because you're kind of wondering, well, is he going to fix this? Is this going to be a permanent thing? How's how's it going to sort of play out from this part? There were very long sort of sequences in between all of that though so jp do you remember what you gave this last week the wolverine yeah i gave it a four okay so drew where do you stand on the wolverine i stand very similar but not quite as high in regard i'm giving it 3.5 okay so slightly less than jp of a 3.5 yeah it didn't stand out as overly particularly great for me okay remember you can tell us what you thought of the wolverine by getting in contact with us get in touch with the team now tweet us at film spoilers or email us on make and take spoilers at hot1028.com so of course because the wolverine is a superhero film it gets added to our justice league table of superhero films with rules devised by drew bridger so anything that was uh, a graphic novel that was the sound of it hitting the desk <laughs> nice it's always good to know we treat it with respect it's, so it slipped a little bit <laughs> these superheroes can get battered about than the board can they yeah. can uh, they can get over it exactly uh, so are we the, the easiest thing to do first of all is decide whether it's a good or bad film so is the wolverine a hero or a villain I'd say it's it's definitely more a good film. Yeah, it's, in, it's more enjoyable. It. It's definitely not X Men Origins Wolverine, which is, as you can see, right at the bottom, just above Catwoman and the Spirit. It's that bad. Yeah. So, so. To, to give an idea of placement, the other X Men films are where on the board? Uh, X Men One and Two are quite high on the hero side. X Men uh, X Men First Class is a few below that, and X Men The Last Stand is over there on the villains so it, it kind of in relation to those I suppose where are you you both going to suggest well, where do you, what do you think JP um, well because there there are some of these that I would have wanted to move anyway but I'll just for speed and time I'll I, I think I can I can agree maybe around the Captain America 
Hellboy. Sort of just in that kind of area there. So yeah, it's about three so. quarters of the way down uh, the hero side, yeah. alongside Captain America and above Spider-Man 2. I'm just trying to see if it can fit within the line there. I don't think it can. There we go. go. So it's added It'll to... It'll go over the central line slightly. Added to the, uh, the hero side, about three quarters of the way down, above Blade Trilogy, above Spider-Man 2, alongside Captain America, and just below the original uh, Batman the Tim Burton original so we will put a picture of this up and a vine and uh, various other things so you can see where we're we on all it. kinds of social networks we are. Now. so that will be on uh, at film spoilers on Twitter and may contain spoilers on Facebook so you can see the picture of where we've placed it on the Justice League table and you can pull Drew and JP up on whether you think it's correct and whether it should be there or whether it should be a villain or maybe whether it should be more towards the top you can also take a look at the picture and decide that you want to move something else and that's fine too just give us your reasons why and we will evaluate them and give them a mention on next week's show so that's the Wolverine on our Justice League table on various social media after the show but let's move on to another review now because JP this week you saw the Paul Feig comedy The Heat starring Sandra Bullock and uh, Melissa McCarthy and uh, of course Paul Feig is famous for being the director of Bridesmaids and this is I, th- I believe the follow up yes this is the follow up I mean uh, I actually forgot to mention this on uh, last week's uh, episode um, talking about what can what was coming out this week so sorry for that ladies yeah, but uh, I realise I also uh, said Paul Feig's name without then saying we've had him on the show normally any excuse to mention someone we've had on the show <laughs> I'd grab with both hands but yeah we interviewed Available him at the time on SoundCloud yeah of I don't think it is yet I must Isn't try it? and dig it out oh, okay. it's one of those ones that I've lost in the the, uh, the, the, the world of my laptop so I will try and find my interview with Paul Feig and put it up on uh, SoundCloud over the next few days but the story of the heat is an uptight FBI special agent is paired with a foul-mouthed Boston cop to take down a ruthless drug lord. How long is this going to take? I don't know. Maybe 12 hours, hopefully less. I have, to, I have to find out what drives him. We could just go in there and beat him with a phone book. No, no, no. For so many reasons, no. Okay, you just need to be patient, all right? It is crucial, crucial that you remain patient. It's also crucial that you stop wearing that stupid doing? barrette. What is, don't... What just is the it. problem with this? I mean, you have one on your head. Yeah, on top of my head, like a normal person. It, what is the difference? Just move on. Okay, if you enter that room, you could break the bond that we have created, okay? Just please, please trust me on this one. Okay, do you understand how important this is? Yeah, I do. And you will be patient? I will. Okay. I drink a little more coffee than I probably should. <laughs> so that was Melissa McCarthy throwing the phone book at the suspect. And I was just distracted by the cast list because uh, it has someone in it called Spoken Reasons. Well, I've never heard of that person. It's a well, good let's name, speak some reason there. Yes, it's a very also, name. also stars, of course, Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy, Damian Bashir, and Marlon Wayans. So, what, what did you think of The Heat? I think um, the well. I think the first thing that uh, you should probably say is that the 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 main cast of Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy do work very well together. I think that you know a lot has been talking about the uh, the idea of a female buddy cop movie. Um, you know, not having been very popular or even been existing that much in the past, and now this is it, it, its big chance to you know win over. Uh, people that have been waiting for this kind of thing, and I think that they, as a as a buddy cop um, team, they do work very well. I think that the only slight problem is is the plot is a little bit uh, that 
that brings it down a little bit. I, I think that if they had worked on a slightly more interesting plot of of uh, them taking down this uh, this dr- drug lord, essentially, that uh, I think if they'd put a bit more into that, then the the comedy within the situations they get involved in would have been a little bit stronger. But I think the the, the pairing of them uh, together is is very good um, and. I, because initially I was worried that um, because Melissa McCarthy was, you know, everyone was raving about her after Bridesmaids, but she was essentially a supporting character, having, you know, b- bringing her up to a, a main character, and, and a lot of people didn't seem to like her or like the um, Identity Thief movie that was before this that well. No. I was, I was, I ha- and I hadn't seen that movie to be fair, but um, I, I was a bit concerned with, you know, bringing. A strong supporting character into the limelight, and worried about you know if that would work. And I think that the the, the main part of it is that um, Melissa McCarthy is the kind of shouty, sweary one, and uh, and it that 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 dynamic of you know the polite and the, the kind of shouty one, I guess, is kind of typical of this genre. I guess yeah. you know it's it's. Them having to try and work together, and there with is the, a, uh, with the, the comedy. Uh, just to, to kind yeah. of get to that, I found from just from looking at those clips, and although I thought that was a funny clip that we just played, I saw another one where it seemed quite clear that there was a lot of improvising going on, and I found that less funny. And I thought it was obvious that they were improvising. Is that is there a lot of that in the film, or do you think that it's on a whole probably quite scripted and? It's not really a problem for you. I think um, the the plot seems like the most scripted part, which oddly enough was the the the, the slight downside for me. But I think the yeah the rest of the the conversational stuff it does seem largely improvised. But I still think it was it was still quite funny and enjoyable. Okay. Um, and and all the physical uh, kind of slapsticky stuff, which there is a bit of, was was okay as well I think but. Okay, so uh, that's the heat what score are you going to give it out of 5 stars uh, I think overall I'll give it a 3 um, if, if I were to go solely on the plot it may be just take a half star hit for a 2.5 but I think overall the, 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 the duo and the pairing and the comedy uh, brings it around about an average 3 I think Okay, so 3 stars from JP for the heat if you've seen it tell us what you thought of it Get in touch with the team now Tweet us Andrew, someone's been in touch. Yep, Jennifer Baby on Twitter has tweeted us saying um, this is in regards to Only God Forgives. Yep. She said it was, a, it was a visually great film, great scenes, and nice to see Kristen Scott Thomas in a different role. And it kept her interest, and she gave it 3.5. Okay, so she was so, along the same sort of lines as... Same sort of lines as you, bordering towards JP as mm. well, so... But definitely, I think Kristen Scott Thomas is, is an interesting character in it, so... Maybe I was prematurely harsh in, well, in my review. Of it. There's always know. always another viewing. So yeah. Uh, yeah, only God forgives. We reviewed earlier in the show, and you'll be able to listen to that review again in the podcast later on. But another film which I saw this week was a documentary called Black Fish, which is uh, a film I've been he- hearing quite a lot so uh, of good stuff about. So I thought I'd check it out. It had a screening at uh, a picture house near me, uh, so I thought I'd take a look at it. And uh, I have to say that I was really kind of affected by it. And I'm, I'm not someone who's kind of big on 
on killer whales and things like that. It's not. You're not an animal, animal activist. No, I, I mean I like my animals, but I'm not someone who uh, is kind of up on my treatment of. I, I, to be honest, for going into it, I thought that that kind of the Sea World type places were a good thing. Like I thought they were doing the equivalent of sort of breeding them and because they are in danger in the wild but th- this mm. film directed by uh, Gabriella Cowperthwaite uh, kind of tells the story of how SeaWorld kind of have these killer whales and how they were captured originally and sort of treated uh, not necessarily badly but how their uh, treatment is sort of spun to, to make SeaWorld seem uh, better and that, that it's not a huge problem to have them in tanks performing for people yeah. and the the biggest thing for me and the thing that affected me the most about the film was how much it humanises the the whales so it makes a big thing of how kind of intelligent they are and how much yeah. empathy they have and how much of a, a family relationship they have with each other and then they're kind of torn apart and the keepers uh, are kind of focused on in the film and uh, it's about how they train them and how actually a few of them have been killed and have been sort of covered up by SeaWorld and how they tried to claim that it was because uh, it was a, an accident it was a trainer's fault but really it's because if you keep killer whales in a tank they're very dangerous they and very dangerous, frustrated yes. and uh, really they shouldn't be there so it's one of those films where it's very one-sided and, and not necessarily for a, a bad thing but you don't get the SeaWorld part of it and they do say at the end of the film that they approach SeaWorld for a response and all the people they speak to are former SeaWorld employees so yeah. they are people that know the uh, know the kind of ins and outs and they knew the people that have been killed but it's a very very powerful film I gave it a three and a half out of five it's it's just that lack of balance slightly which worries me a bit to stop me from giving it a bit yeah. higher I got the impression it would paint SeaWorld in not a very great light and I've always had my suspicions because I was very much like you I kind of thought that there's an appeal of SeaWorld if mm. they're trying to conserve these animals and everything like that but at the same time keeping animals like that in what is essentially a, a, a tank mm. is probably not good in the long run no so that's Blackfish uh, documentary which is out now and uh, I think it might also be on demand somewhere that you can pay for it Curzon on demand or somewhere like that so uh, if you're not sure give it a google and you might be able to find it somewhere on the internet but speaking of things that you can buy next week uh, mm. JP you've got DVD and Blu-ray releases yeah uh uh, quite a lot uh, this week. There is a uh, 15th anniversary edition of Pi, the Darren Aronofsky movie. Uh, there's the Evil Dead uh, remake from uh, earlier this year. You can also get the the box set of the original trilogy. Yay. And and number two is a standalone steelbook, just yes. to make it all confusing. I'm right. getting that, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also the Mad Max trilogy, Spring Breakers, uh, which we all... Uh, rather enjoyed. Spring yeah. break. Forever. There's uh, there's uh, a, a release of Oh Brother Where Art Thou, the Coen Brothers movie. Um, we've also got the pit, the pit and the pendulum, and uh, Rambo First Blood on Steelbook. So a busy week for DVD and Blu-ray releases. How about what's in cinemas next week? Cinemas we have uh, Alan Partridge Alpha Papa. Uh, which I'm really looking forward to. There's yes. also The Lone Ranger. There's been a lot of talk about that. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily po- necessarily positive. And uh, Grown Ups 2. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> yeah. not necessarily positive yeah. uh, talk. Very much not necessarily positive. And uh, there's also Kick-Ass 2 previews from next Wednesday. 
So quite a full week. Uh, obviously, Alpha Papa is already in cinemas now, but we will be reviewing it on next week's show. Yep. We'll also try to take in The Lone Ranger if we can, if we've got a spare 10 hours to watch however long the film is. <laughs> I've heard it's quite long. But I'm, I'm quite excited about it. I, I'm going to go into it with an open mind as a big summer blockbuster that could be good fun. But I've got a feeling I might be disappointed. Yes. But you'll have to tune into next week's if show. If you like pirates and you like westerns, then here's a film for you. Yeah, it's basically Rango and Pirates of the Caribbean mixed together yeah. by Gore exactly. Fabinski, isn't it? Yeah. In a way. Yeah. But with the guy from the social network in it too. <laughs> so yeah, we will try to have reviews of those on the next The guy that show. was nearly Batman. Yes, very, that's very true, yeah. So uh, that's it almost for our 100th episode. Remember that you can go back and listen to any of the other 99 current podcasts that are out there by uh, typing May Contain Spoilers Podcast into a search engine. Or you can go to iTunes and type in May Contain Spoilers Film Podcast and find us there. If you want to tell us about anything you've seen in the week or anything to do with films that you're interested in, then you can tweet us on at Film Spoilers or you can email May Contain Spoilers at hot1028.com. So they're the ways that you can be in touch. You can also listen to any of our sort of previous big interviews and maybe the Paul Feig one. If I can track it down, <laughs> I'll put it on SoundCloud throughout the week. Again, just type May Contain Spoilers in and that's where you'll be able to find it. But pretty much uh, for our 100th episode, I think it's been, I think it's been quite a good one. We seem how, to, how much time have we got left? We've got about 20 seconds. So <laughs> what are you, you going to do? Ouch. Well, I was going to do one in-house thing. I mean, we've had uh, 100th anniversary, but um, we also had uh, your birthday. That oh, was, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was Monday. Yes. So, uh, so I've come gift-bearing. Oh, God. We're going to do this live <laughs> on air. We're going to do this live on We're air. We're going to horrendously crash yeah. the, uh, the Korean singing, but I'll do it now. Thank you'll you. Have to yeah, nice. you'll have to forgive the... Uh, the, the Christmas wrapping paper. <laughs> it feels almost fitting. This is very sad. This is one hundredth show. Very uh, very unorthodox. But I this mean, is you the know, sound this of is... me yeah. unwrapping it. Oh, this is lovely. I've got the uh, a Blu-ray selection of uh, Jerry Bruckheimer films, so. <laughs> and I can count here. It contains one, two, three, three Nick Cage, Cage ones. Movies, I That's believe. brilliant. And also Enemy of the State, Armageddon, Crimson Tide. And Pearl Harbor. It's quite a few I haven't seen there, but thank you very much. I very much appreciate that. That was a complete surprise to me, so I'm very, very touched. Oh, brilliant. Wow. We should probably go and let this guy sing in, uh, sing in to my knees or whatever it is. So that's it for this week's May Contain Spoilers and for our 100th episode. We'll play you out with a song taken from Only God for Bids. For Gids? For Gids? I don't know what I'm talking about. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>